0: Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We well, were talking about the NBA All-Star game earlier. We'll hopefully have a chance to maybe dive into that, maybe it's four-down territory. We're going to hit on just momentarily right now before we go around the NFL, but uh, you said you didn't watch any of it. I watched uh, five minutes of it. I said, I think, five minutes of the third quarter. You referenced Adam Silver, the commissioner, with his comment mm-hmm. for the uh, for the MVP of the All-Star Game. And what was the, what was the
1: comment again was, that he made? Uh, I think it was, congratulations to the East. You scored the most points, so... Oh, to the team! Okay, well, it was congratulations. The yeah.
0: Like, hey, uh, isn't that great, guys? Pretty much. It's not quite of a level of um, mm-hmm. Rob Manfred. It's it's a hunk of metal. Two eleven to one eighty six.
1: I will say in defense right, of your, Adam Silver, this game doesn't mean anything. It does. not Rob Manfred said that about the World Series trophy.
0: Yeah, which is which is dramatically different. Totally right. agree. Way, 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 way. Dramatically different way worse but probably neither comment needs to be made especially the rob manford one who up uh, manford i guess syndicated mm-hmm. what his this is going to be his, his final, final contract. contract yeah
1: yay so uh adam silver was handing out the championship and he says this is from the espn article quote end of the eastern conference all score all stars you scored the most points well congratulations <laughs> And it, it says Silver yeah. said flatly, "So
0: two eleven you know. to one eighty six. First time in How league history, the winning team has passed two hundred points. I don't know because when I watched it for the five minutes I watched, mm-hmm. nobody played any defense. Guys are taking insa- just insanely long threes. Nobody was running up and down the floor at all. Which, uh, mm-hmm. It's all star game. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to pull a hammy in the all star like, game. I
1: don't." I don't want players to get injured. I don't need it to be a nineteen eighty nine Eastern Conference eighty nine seventy seven game.
0: Guys are just you know completely on each other, low post, bit. and you know just it's just yeah. physical is all. Get out.
1: Play the sport a little because it
0: wasn't. It, it was very much like watching the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. when they s- used to play pretend football. This is yeah. very much pretend basketball. The
1: highlight, the singular highlight I saw was. Joker and Doncic just passing the ball back and forth as they run down the court with each other. Plenty of time to get the ball <laughs> away from them with these because you know exactly what they're doing by the third one, yet in nobody on the other on the Eastern Conference is like, I don't care.
0: I mean, behind the back passes where it made no sense. Right. Just
1: I've seen more ever- defense in a layup line. Yes, very much so. And that's why I didn't bother to watch, because I knew this is what it... No matter what Adam Silver wants to say or wants to do, there's no way that they can make this game interesting anymore. That ship has sailed. And so the athletic... Might as well make it flag yeah, basketball.
0: Yeah, the, the, the athletic, their NBA staff got together on on how to fix the all-star game. Old yeller it. Let's quickly go, well, that's just, that's how you and I feel. I feel the same thing about the the Pro
1: Bowl games now. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I am way more interested in NFL players doing tug of war than I am the NBA All Star game.
0: Yeah, I, I just any of it. I just, I, I just don't. I get it. It's a marketing opportunity. I, I get it. There's money to be made here. But if I, I, there's as a fan, I'll be honest. If if, the, if Denver hosted an All Star game, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd care about going. Baseball, yeah, sure I'd go if yeah. I get the opportunity. And, I'd try to
1: go to home run derby,
0: but that's but the major league baseball all star game at least still mm. feels like guys kind of want to be there, and there's right. there's some fun to it
1: for for the MLB all star game. I'd go to all the ancillary stuff even over that game. Yes, like the celebrity softball that just seems like more home fun. Run, home run derby to me is the home the run thing. derby is awesome. You know what? Take that Wednesday after the SB's and do this all. NHL skills competition, the Pro Bowl games, the three point shooting contest, home run derby. Just do it all that Still day. Don't do it that day. Pick a site. Do because, it all Because that
0: even day. the side stuff, the dunk competition, three point contest, with the exception of Steph Curry mm-hmm. and Ionsky, Sabrina Ionsky, yeah. that was the only thing that was worth watching. No
1: offense to Max McClung, but I just don't
0: care about him. I, I don't either. Like, And I don't care about the NBA All Star game, which
1: was absolutely boring once you have g leaguers and ignite and you can't fill out your dunk contest with actual nba dunkers you have to go to the g league you have to go to the g league you know and I, i i don't know if they do they still do the thing where they have the current guy the wnba player from current guy's city and an old timer from current guy's team remember that when they used to do that yeah and it would be like steph curry and Whoever the Bay Area's WABA team star is, and then you know, like, like Rick Mitch, Richmond or or Mitch, Mitch Richmond, or Mitch
0: Mitch Richmond, or somebody, at Rick Berry's point. That was now, but. fun.
1: I did like the yeah. INSQ Steph Curry stuff. That I'm down for that every year if they want to do that. The, the only, and only, Clark, throw her in the, when she goes through. You mentioned
0: Damian Lillard and Caitlin Clark, the only the only problem with that long term mm-hmm. is who is that? Because usually it's it's going to be tremendous generational stars. Yeah. And do you have enough of those kind of players? NBA, you probably do. Mm-hmm. WNBA, do you have enough players like an Ion or but, or what we think Caitlin Clark will be right. in the WNBA? And
1: for me, is I, you know, I don't they know. You just was, have to try.
0: That's that's one of the things that was brought up as that's the limiting factor to that. Mm-hmm. It was cool, mm-hmm. but are you going to have
1: enough year after year for that right. for that matchup to happen and for? For people that are new, Sabrina Ionescu at Oregon for three years was Caitlin Clark. She was logo threes, just daggers in the heart of opponents. But no one got the ESPN, ABC, Fox, CBS. None of these other that are covering Caitlin Clark now got behind her in that fashion.
0: Because women's basketball's changed right. a lot, even since when mm-hmm. Ionescu played for you yeah. know for Oregon. Things have changed a lot for college basketball. And so, yeah, it's, they they didn't really get behind her, but she's certainly one of the best players in the WNBA.
1: Right. And Maya Moore at Connecticut, Sue Bird, they never got behind these girls. You know, but now it's Caitlin Clark. It's like, oh, Logo 3s, and she's in commercials, yeah. and Steph Curry, it's and all they need to do is just that. kind of push their best players to the forefront and rally behind them like they're doing now. But, but the stars. athletic
0: writers, they they brought up a few ideas. Joe Varden is a senior writer for the athletic. Combine the in-season tournament and all-star weekend. Expine, expand the in-season tournament, put a little more money into it, and then move the, the in-season tournament back a little so that the final four lands at the actual season midpoint. Celebrate your all-stars with a nice little ceremony that weekend. Have an all-star Saturday night in between the final four and finals, and then the entire league takes a week off. So basically, your in-season tournament championship will replace the All-Star game.
1: I'd be fine with that. Which would be better because... Because does anybody it, care about the in-season tournament now, Two mo- two and no. a half months later?
0: No. I and mean, then you pick, you pick All-Stars, and they're there, and hey, mm-hmm. these guys are our best players in the league. Because the game, nobody wants to play the game. Nobody wants no. to play in it. Everybody shows up, but nobody really wants to play. And that might make it better. That might make it more intriguing. Mm-hmm.
1: The only reason they put on jerseys is because the NBA made them. They'd rather play in street clothes the way it looked like. Anthony Davis' uniform. Yeah. I am am i can get behind that. That would actually be interesting. And to wedge the end season, all right, from the start of the season to December 1st. Here, we're going to have all this going on, and we're going to change the court. It's going to look stupid, but we're going to play these games that mean something different. Not any more or less, but they mean different, and and we're done. And now there's five months left in the season. Like, spread that out a little bit. And, Give and it a little it, bit more ramp up. People yeah. might actually enjoy it more. And then,
0: and then you have John Greenberg, Chicago-based columnist that writes for The Athletic. His thing, how about changing the slogan to, if you don't like it, don't watch. This thing is, I hate the phrase, but I use it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's an exhibition game. Nobody's gonna go out and play, you know, full, you know, full throttle. Yeah. And you just need to accept that that this is it's just a marketing opportunity for the NBA. It's an exhibition game. You're gonna get bad basketball, and that's all there is to it. And because there's also ideas, and you're like, well, what if you pay them more to play in the All Star game? Will they will they play harder? No. No, not really. No, you are just paying them and and I don't you're think gonna the get the
1: same effort. You may even get less effort so they can stay healthier for a longer career to get more all star games to make more money.
0: And I don't even know if the in season tournament, it's more likely to make it more intriguing mm-hmm. if you do it that way. But it's not a guarantee that that's gonna be the end all cure all.
1: I'd much rather watch the in season tournament. Semifinals than the All Star Game. I I totally
0: agree, and it's worth trying if you're the NBA. Because right. winning what do you, what do you, that game what
1: you, matters. Winning the All Star Game doesn't yeah. matter. What do,
0: What do you have to lose? Right. By just simply honoring the players, the fans vote for. You have mm. the Final Four. You have the Championship Game. You can still do the other stuff. You can still do the three point contest, and you can still do some of those things. Right. And that be and have it be that that is your. Midseason centerpiece, culminating with the, the NBA Cup championship game, mm-hmm. which I'm still not sold that anybody gives a rip about it. But it would make it, it makes for a better fit. It makes for a more intriguing weekend. Right. I think if they do it that and way.
1: To, it's very similar to the women's game for me. Just, and it's like what the NFL does. Why is all the NFL stuff important? Because at some point the NFL told you it was. And now it's so far down the track where it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. The combine is important. It's not really. Not really. But it is because the NFL tell if Adam Silver spends the next 10 years saying the NBA Cup is important and they make it important and they put money behind it and they try to make it important. Then eventually, maybe not our generation of sports watchers, but But down the road, somebody will be like, we got to win that NBA Cup. And that's our path to the championship. You know, maybe make the NBA Cup winner gets a first round home series in the playoffs or something. I don't know. But
0: you put you put some some actual value to it you gotta put your money
1: where your mouth is. You can't just throw up your hands like Rob Manfred. Like "Ah, we just don't have any stars and leave it at that. Make stars. Tell us these people are stars. Well you tell us long enough people are the the NBA has
0: stars. That's not the problem. Right. The problem is is that when these stars all get together on the floor, Mm -hmm. they don't play like stars. They don't care because they I just they, they play they play like it's a rec pickup yeah. basketball game. I mean, with a bunch like older guys, not young because mm-hmm. younger. guys don't want to go out and beat the hell out of each other, right? But just you know, I'm just out there playing, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really care. I, I mean, some.
1: And if I if they don't care, why am I going to care?
0: I should say probably that's not correct because all the rec basketball I've ever played or, or pickup games they play at the a little
1: gym, harder in the NBA. Play they play you know? way
0: harder, <laughs> but but in terms of just. Mm-hmm. At times, effort because you're just too darn tired. Yeah, you just uh, get back on defense. I'm trying, man, but it's I'm gassed. Three on
1: It's three on three on one and, side, two on two on the other. In this
0: but case, it's not. They're not getting back because they just don't want I'm to. Old
1: and tired. Well, the
0: guys in the NBA just because they just they, don't. They just
1: don't want. They to. just don't want to. I. But at some point, the sports bubble is going to burst. It just can't keep on this way of rights fees and TV deals and seven billion dollars needed to get an NBA expansion team because you're going to have to pay 4 to get into Vegas and then buy the team on top of that. At some point the bubble's going to burst and the first things to go are going to be the hey, it's a marketing opportunity. Right? Cuz people are going to care about the regular games they kind of always will, but all this ancillary crap, people are going to be like, "Man, eh. Nike and Under Armour and the sniping back and forth which was hilarious, but no one's going to care." No one's going to be like, oh, "I'm going to go buy under Armour shoes because Steph Curry well, one of the, won the shooting. And one of the
0: contest, things that Adam Silver talked about, we referenced it in, in the first hour, is about expansion, and some of that is the, the CBA, but also mm-hmm. about the media rights deal that you reference, because that that has to be addressed. Yeah,
1: they got to get that
0: done first. And so, once again, for the people in Seattle, I'd love to see them get a team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Las Vegas, okay, I, that that's now Vegas is going to get any any sports league that doesn't have a team in Vegas is now that's that's the
1: next and they're the last the one play. starting next year yeah you know so I feel that's coming I don't know if you're gonna get relocation anytime soon because everyone seems pretty solid where they're at
0: yeah I think it's certainly sport by sport basis I think mm-hmm. right now the NFL's pretty blocked I don't think anybody
1: Oh, they got the 40-foot like, pillars deep into the earth encased in cement. Other, other, than,
0: other than the commanders and what might happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: With, I think they're only going to move what with, the, with their efforts to, you know, the, the city of Washington to try mm-hmm. to get them to move back to Washington, D.C. And I saw the report today, the Lerner family, they're not going to sell the Nationals, that they're going to keep that team. There was mm-hmm. some talk about them selling. And then what might happen, not necessarily we're going to move out of Washington if somebody else bought them, but... That somebody else would come in and buy them. That they're going to keep them, though. And then the whole, uh, the whole Ted Leonsis situation—the Capitals and the, the Wizards water. going to Northern Virginia—that's dead it's, it's right now. It's, it's what I saw. Yeah, um, I read the story about it. in Washington Post over the weekend. They had a big piece on it in regard to how that all happened, why it happened, and yeah, just it's kind of a mess. I mean, it looked like he was—they
1: were gone. Yeah. They were one foot out the door, then all of a sudden that, that deal was flatlining. Yeah.
0: All right, Eight sixteen, and it's time to go around the NFL. Set!
2: The latest on the Broncos and the league is around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Well,
0: for fans of an a win football team, nothing like reading, your ticket prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Broncos opened their 2024 season ticket renewal window last Thursday. They sent information to season ticket holders. The price increase of 7.9%. Team says that the ticket price is still ranked in the middle of the pack in the NFL. This year's increase is in line with the NFL average increase of 7.5 to percent last year, which approximately 25 teams raised their ticket prices. So the average ticket price for a Broncos game this upcoming season will be around $143, up about $10 year-over-year. Year. Average ticket increase by 7.9%. Specific section pricing adjustments do vary by location. So for the second year in a row, mm-hmm. the ticket prices have gone up for the Broncos. Got to
1: pay for our coach and our quarterback. That's, that's right. what you're saying, Broncos fans. The quarterback that's Tell probably yourself, not going yeah. to be there. But also, in reality, that's not really where the money goes. That money comes from TV deals yes. and revenue sharing. You're essentially paying for the team to operate in the black. That's all season tickets are.
0: And TV money goes, yeah, for TV
1: money goes, goes to the salaries.
0: So the franchise tag deadline, uh, the window opens today. The, the franchise transition tag, and it um, and it ends at two o'clock on March fifth. By the way, so right now could the Broncos tag a player? Could it be Lloyd Cushenberry the third? That seems to be maybe the player that you know. Reading about how the Broncos approach the franchise tag might be the most likely guy. To do that, that, um, but is he gonna? Is he worth twenty million dollars for a franchise tag? No, no, he is not. And so the Broncos may say, "Nah, we don't need to do that." In the case of Lloyd Cushenberry. So NFL Combine, February 29th at Indianapolis, defensive linemen, linebackers, March 1st, defensive backs, tight ends, March 2nd, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, March 3rd, offensive linemen. And then free agency begins March 11th to the 13th. Though George Payton's already told us, don't get don't get all excited about free agency. Yeah. The legal tampering period, which I still find hilarious, it's like reluctant dictator uh, from 10 o'clock in the morning, and on March 11th to two o'clock on March 13th. But I'm a reluctant dictator. March 13th, the year the league year opens at two o'clock Mountain Time. So there you go. Why
1: Why doesn't it open at 8 o'clock Eastern in the morning? I don't know. The start of the business day?
0: Why is it in the middle of the afternoon? I don't get that. I'm with you on that. That makes no sense. Start of the business day. But at the, again,
1: not? it's the NFL saying this is important. Why? Don't worry about it. It is. All right. Around the NFL,
0: a couple other things. Do you remember Rich Gangarello? Remember that yes, name? Yes, I do. One time Broncos offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, welcome Rich Scangarello back to the AFC West. The Ooh. Raiders have hired him as their quarterbacks uh-huh. coach. Scangarello's been helping USC quarterback Caleb Williams get ready for the draft. Scangarello was, of course, the Broncos. Falling?
1: Is that why people are like mm, Drake May? Look at this. Hey, anyway, Michael Penix yeah. Jr.
0: Forget those back-to-back. What knee about injuries. Bo Nix? Huh? Guy's pretty good. So, uh, Skangarello was the Broncos offensive coordinator under Vic Fangio in 2019, was the OC at Kentucky in 2022 when Will Levis was there. Then the Wildcats fired him at the end of the season. He did not coach in 2023. He was, in 2009, quality control assistant with the Raiders, but with the Falcons, the Niners, and the Eagles during his NFL career. So, welcome back, Rich Scangarello, to the AFC West. All right, a is 8-20, and uh, coming up we'll talk with um, with uh, Delta the Panther Boys or Delta Panther Girls basketball coach let I me mean, get that right Kyle Crowder is going to join us in a couple of minutes as they take on Middle Park tonight but it's time right now to play Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema
2: New York Sports TV shows and movies let's play Stadium Cinema on the team
1: Yes up for grabs today is the huge we call it the downtown double play with triple play it's a twenty dollars gift certificate to our friends at Triple Play Records, downtown Grand Junction, and a small antipasto salad, courtesy of Junction Square Pizza at the corner of Seventh and Main Street. So a little uh, downtown uh, block and a half, two block walk between the two, and get some fresh air, get some salad, get some vinyl or disc golf, whatever you're into rocket mac and hook you up down there first correct answer on the text line 970-242-1340 if you want any time in the last two weeks sit it out this is not an age-restricted prize so it's available for everyone we want the first correct texted in answer identifying this sports movie
2: if the uh offer still stands i'd like to coach the team
1: there you go all right
0: so once again, if you've won the last two weeks, mm-hmm. don't play. Otherwise, you can uh, play. First correct answer wins today on the team line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Also get you into the never ending contest to win five thousand dollars in fencing or porta pergola. Oh yeah, from England, fence and Montrose.
1: it be very handy coming
0: up. It's going to get warm sooner rather than later. Absolutely. All right. So get your um, get your answer in right now. First correct answer wins once again on the team line nine seven zero. We'll take a break. Kyle Crowder, Delta Girls coach, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's your morning sports
2: and more. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team. Get in the huddle with Delta Girls basketball coach Kyle Crowder on the Team.
0: And Panthers girls coach Kyle Crowder brought you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078 as delta girls basketball team hosts middle park tonight and that'll be our uh, highway 50 game of the week starting at 5 45 tonight with mark Cantor and vaughn mitchell panthers coach kyle crowder joins us good morning kyle how are you
2: i'm doing well thanks for having us on
0: today jim well appreciate you coming on for a few minutes Uh, of course uh, you guys are on break right now so uh uh, for your basketball team, uh, you you enter uh, the postseason 18 and four. As I mentioned, said Middle Park 12 and nine on the season. Uh, what have you been able to see on film of Middle Park and some of the challenges they pose to your basketball team?
2: You know, we got a pretty good feeling for what we're going to see tonight. Um, we feel like that we've got a little bit of an advantage in terms of our size and our athletic ability. Um, they have one pretty good guard um, that's pretty quick, and then another pretty good big girl inside, and they they play a little zone. Um, so we're going to have to do things, but that, that's all kind of fun for us to get a new challenge and, and see something a little bit different. Um, but, you know, this this Middle Park team, they don't score a lot of points. Um, they struggled against a couple of our league opponents that we've already played this year. So um, have a pretty good feeling about the way that we can go out and execute and do the things that we want to do tonight.
0: You received the 10 seed. Middle park seated 23rd. You surprised you, you didn't get a little bit higher seed, or is it kind of what you thought you would get when the brackets came out?
2: You know, the way that the, the mathematics work with the seating index, we kind of got locked in at that 10 early on, um, and there just wasn't a lot of movement. Um, you know, personally, I think that, that we're probably a little higher than that in terms of our ability. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, and we're going to roll with it, and, and we're going to go out there, and regardless of the competition that steps you know out against us, we're, we're going to be ready.
0: You mentioned Middle Park. Uh, they, they struggled to score the basketball. They only average 37 points per basketball game and and they don't have anybody in double figures right now they do have Aubrey Hansen that's at uh, just under nine points per game she's also their leading rebounder just under five boards per contest so it's uh, like you said it's a, it's offensively it's a very limited basketball team for middle Park but uh, what has kind of caught your eye in terms of what they do well on that end uh, that, that makes them at least somewhat effective uh, scoring the basketball.
2: You know they're, they're pretty athletic you know and they, they look like that they can make plays just kind of watching them on film um but i think we're kind of underrated as far as our athletic ability and our length so i, I feel like that that's going to be something we're going to be able to counter you know and, and we score baskets and bunches you know we can get a little bit of momentum going and we can put up six or eight ten points in a short period of time if we press and, and execute well on offense so um, you know, I, I think that we're going to be able to step out there and, and do kind of what we want to do tonight and try to really dial in some things and, and hopefully get out of there, um, you know, with, with the win and be ready for Friday.
0: Of course, you're on the 18-game winning streak. You lost your first four and have rattled off 18 straight, one of the longest streaks uh, in the state and certainly one of the longest winning streaks on, on this side of the hill to go along with the, the Fruita Monument boys and what the Plateau Valley boys have been doing in terms of uh, winning consecutive games. I mean, obviously right now the focus is on another deep run in the 4A playoffs. Does that, does that conversation ever come up at, I mean, how much do you try to not think about, hey, we've won 18 straight, how much does that become a distraction or does it become a distraction at all for your basketball team?
2: Honestly, with this group of girls, they're such a special group that they don't really look at some of those things. You know, they kind of play it one possession at a time. They're hungry. They want to get a stop on defense, and then they want to turn around and get a bucket on offense. And they kind of play it play-by-play. Play. And, and it's a pretty special place, because we'll get up in a game, and <clears throat> they won't even really focus on what the score clock looks like. They just want to go out there and just want to compete on the next possession. So, um, you know, we're, we've are we got a really great group of kids, and we're having a lot of success because they're team-oriented, and they just, they just want to do the best that they can. And and that makes it pretty
1: easy to coach this team. And uh, like you mentioned, Coach Kyle Crowder, Delta Girls coach, how easy it's it to get ready for a team like Middle Park when you have that type of team mentality? And individual players have that personality to wear like, they know where they can go find the numbers that show that you know they have three girls almost near a hundred turnovers on the course of the season, and you know from the field they shoot under thirty percent. They know where to go find those numbers but how easy is it to kind of prepare for a team that maybe the natural inclination is looking at, eh, who are we going to have maybe coming up on Friday with your girls? You may not necessarily have to worry about that.
2: It, they, you hit it right on the head. We're we're definitely that team, you know, and, and we've kind of been in that position throughout the, the year with our league not being real competitive. Um, we know that it's going to be a little lopsided and those kids, they just go out and they just compete every possession. Like I said, you know, and, um, you know, we'll get up big in a game, and my starters they'll be mad that they got to come out of the game because they just want to keep playing. Not because they want to run the score, not because they want to get fast. They just want to keep playing basketball. And uh, so, to keep a team like that interested and, and motivated, it, it's pretty easy to do.
0: Cal Crowder, Delta Panthers girls basketball coach, with us today, and you lost to Holy Family last year in in the postseason. Cal, fifty five to thirty one. How much do you remind your players about that game last year and about uh, making that that next step toward trying to win a state championship, trying to fall in the in the footsteps of the football team uh, this past fall?
2: You know, we don't really dwell on that path too much. You know, every year seems to be, a, a you know, not exactly how you expect it to be. You know, our personnel this year are not exactly what we thought it was going to look like um, coming out of last year. Um, but, but we just kind of adapt, you know, and we do talk about those situations where we've got to have our best kids being at their best, you know, if we're going to win those games, you know, at the next level. And, you know, I, I feel like that this group of girls has that ability to be able to compete regardless of what the other team is. You know, they're not going to overlook and they're not going to, um, you know, be afraid when they step out there against a, a competitor like Holy Family. So, um, you know, if we get through this one tonight and we, we get ready for Friday, you know, University's is a really good team, and uh, most likely we're going to have to play at a really, really high level in order to win that, you know. But I, I think that the the group of girls that we have right now, I think they believe that they can do that, and they know that if they play together and and work together as a team, they're going to have the ability to win that game on the road and in kind of a, a, a long, far-off place. So.
0: And you mentioned the chance of playing University the 7th seed, and it seems like it, it continues this uh this connection with university whether it's football in the postseason whether it's uh, baseball in the state tournament or you know i believe in boys basketball for uh, for rob ames and the guys here a, a season or two ago that uh, universities always seems like Delta and university you guys are always on some kind of collision course in the postseason uh when it comes to your two programs yeah
2: you know when when you have. A school like we do and they do you know a lot of success a lot of high-achieving kids you know you're gonna have those postseason opportunities and you do kind of just you're kind of on a collision course with those same kind of schools so um you know beat us a couple years ago in the grade eight at state there at uh, du and you know some of those kids are still on that team and some of my kids are still on my team so um you know it's, it's definitely one of those things that's going to be pretty easy to motivate them to say hey you know we get another shot at this team um, you know, so so we're pretty excited about that opportunity as well.
0: All right. So once again, we'll have the game tonight. Um, Mark Cantor, Ron Mitchell will have the call from Delta High School. Delta Panther girls score off against Middle Park pregame at 545. You can hear the game in Delta, 97.1 FM or online at 957themonkey.com. Once again, that'll be over on the monkey tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, uh, Kyle, and best of luck tonight. Taking on Middle Park. Thank you, guys. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Kyle Crowder, the coach of the Delta Panthers girls basketball team. All right, 833. Jim along with Buckeye Boy. And uh, do we have a winner yet for uh, Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema? We do. Okay. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the
2: contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network.
1: Sonny correctly identifying the movie with the scene that turns Mr. Carter into Coach Carter. Sam Jackson. Very good. Came across a very underrated Sam Jackson film over the weekend. The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, well, with Gina Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah. Very good.
0: Where she's the assassin that loses her memory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah.
1: I, I was a big fan of that movie. All
0: right, 834. We'll have pole dancing coming up in just a moment. Let's so We gave you a chance to win with Triple Play Record Stadium Cinema. Now, a chance to win with Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. So first correct answer, and once again, kind of a standard thing, if you've won the last two weeks, don't play. We also are closed on Fridays, but we're open Monday through Thursday, 8 to 5 to pick Mm -hmm. up your prize, and you get a $15 gift card to Wrigley Field, one of Grand Junction's original sports bars, the home of the 15-minute guarantee. If you uh, get your lunch um, over 15 minutes, it takes them that long, which it's... No, it never does. You get it for half price. But uh, chicken fried steaks and their burgers are incredible. Just east of Sam Saplazio Field. Wrigley Field, a Grand Junction original. So here's the question today. Who scored the first goal in Avalanche history? And we're making a multiple choice for you. Mm-hmm. Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, or Valerie Kaminsky? Who scored the first goal in Avalanche history? Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Valerie Kaminsky. First correct, correct answer wins on the team line, 970-242-1340. All right, so that's 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Pole dancing's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team sports network.
2: Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. We got it together, didn't we?
1: Coming to the stage, it's Amber. Remember,
2: everybody, $14 Kamikaze. Let me ask you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really
1: nice? Get those dollar bills out. It's
0: time for pole dancing. I can easily feel... All right, so today for pole dancing, our top five contenders in the NBA, second half title favorites, if you will, and just our, our top five men's college basketball teams. Simple as that. So we'll start out with, I, I have the Clippers as kind of like just honorable mention, because they've started to put some things together for a while there. We were, we we're kind of mocking <clears> them <throat> a little bit with the, the James Harden acquisition, but uh, they've started to play really well as as of late. I have the Nuggets as my number five right now. Though, I I have the Nuggets, the defending champs, one of our favorite teams, my favorite team, one of your favorite teams. Mm -hmm. There's concern about the Nuggets right now. There there has to be a level of concern with where the Nuggets are right now. They're 13th in offense, 11th in defense, tied for ninth in their net rating and 15th in double-digit wins. Those are not horrible numbers. Thank you. You're welcome but they're not great numbers. Right. And with the with Jamal Murray out, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope's been battling the hamstring problem. If Murray's not healthy, this team this team's in trouble. As we've seen yeah. when he was out with the knee injury and it was Nicole Jokic and just got a bunch of dudes before really MPJ started to, but again, you can't you can't depend on Michael Porter Jr. to to help shoulder the load the way you think he should.
1: Right, and you're never going to be able to. I just don't think. And Aaron Gordon's good, but but he's never going
0: to be a 25 point a game guy, mm-hmm. just a you know a, a
1: double double machine. And you have the natural inclination of, hey, I got mine, you know, and that's yeah. that's tough to fight against. It's a rare breed that can battle against that t- type of mindset now, i have denver in my top five i have a little bit more faith with the experience going against what i just said sure i have a little more faith. i have my cleveland cavaliers as number five they don't really have that experience but they're a good basketball team they're middle of the pack offensively second in defensive rating a net rating of fourth out of the 30 teams in the nba they're 36 and 17. They're second in the Western Conference and they, or Eastern Conference, and they're just gonna depress teams that have to go to Cleveland for four games. I love Cleveland, but nobody else seems to. I think oh, that might help them. I down wouldn't the say road. nobody. The town. <laughs> okay. People that have never been there poop on the town all the time. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with the Cavs as my number five team right now as title favorites coming out in the second half. I like
0: Golden State number four. Really? I do. I think they've started to figure some things out in, in terms of of, of of trying to, to decide how they're going to
1: utilize, mm-hmm. I think, some of the, the, their bench pieces. Yeah. They just need to get in. And I think they could be dangerous based on that experience factor.
0: And so I, I just feel like with Golden State that they... When you got Steph Curry, you just have to feel like at least I do anyway, that Steph Curry You're kinda always Jeff, in it. You're always gonna be kind of in it. And and Clay Thompson now coming off the bench, seems like mm-hmm. they, they've kind of found a spot for Clay Thompson, wh- well which big. makes yeah. which makes some sense for him. It's a re- it's a reluctant fourth for Golden State. But it seems like they've like I so said, with particular Clay Thompson, they've found a place to utilize what he's still does best Mm -hmm. and that's coming off the bench right now so i've got i've got them number four
1: my number four team it was it was brett brown's fault that they couldn't get over the hump and so they fired him and hired doc rivers and then it was doc rivers fault that they couldn't get over the hump now nick nurse is going to try to bring the philadelphia 76ers back to glory eastern conference semifinalists five times in the last six years Maybe this is the time they get over the... I doubt it, but Uh, they're number four for me. The
0: Embiid injury is why I don't have them. That's a killer. That's why I don't have them in right now.
1: They got a lot of good pieces around the rest of that team. Not enough to win it, but as second-half contenders, I have Philadelphia number four. We're pretty talented.
0: You know, I have number three. Who's that? You have little faith about your Cleveland Cavaliers. You You have them down the list farther than I do i like what they're yeah. doing defensively right now cleveland's playing really really well
1: a bunch of no that, names though but a bunch me. of
0: no-name guys but donovan mitchell has been absolutely brilliant yeah but they defend and they're i fun. like i like that about them you know they've got to deal with some injuries evan mobley darius garland they're 18 and 2 in their last 20 games mm-hmm. and donovan mitchell's been red hot 29.7 assists Shooting 37.6% from three. And there are teams like the Knicks, I should have probably put in there.
1: No. I mean, but I'm on. just I'm just it's going on.
0: I'm I'm gonna go with Cleveland as my number three right now.
1: That's not a bad get. My number three team is the team that's right behind Cleveland in the East. Because again, that experience, they have that little eh, we got ours. But not everybody on that team has one. And I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. It's been three years. They have Giannis. They are under their third coach. The thing they have working for them is that third coach, the Doc Rivers, who has a long and lengthy track record of not getting the job done. That's why Milwaukee's down at third for me. That's why I don't high have high. them in my top Look five. you. They're not in my top five. Going
0: deep. I, I just... Like the Embiid injury, got a concern about that. Mm-hmm. Got a concern about where Giannis and the Bucks are right now. Yeah. So for my my number two team, I've got the Boston Celtics. They're pretty good. Celtics have had, obviously, a, a sensational season.
1: They're already they- guaranteed of finishing above five hundred. They could lose yeah. the rest of the season and finish four games above five hundred. You know they, they beat Brooklyn the other day by fifty,
0: <laughs> which I, I I in a professional to, to game, do that to do that in the NBA is unheard of.
1: They're professional,
0: and while yes they have Jalen Brown, they've they've got really talented players, but like Sam Hauser, he stepped in for Jalen Brown the other day. He was mm-hmm. plus forty in twenty nine minutes. He had four threes in that game. Peyton Pritchard hit twenty eight points coming off the bench. It got some depth. They've got some weapons. I like Boston as my number two team.
1: I have Boston on my list, but I have them coming up in a little bit. I have the team that scored the first win at the Garden in Boston this year as a road team, the Denver Nuggets. Oh. Because they just got done winning a championship. They have a lot of the same pieces. Now, there is the injury to Murray that you're right on track with. I'm with you. The fact that you can't really rely on mpj to carry this team for any stretch i do feel that there's another level to aaron gordon because we saw it last year there's another level that he can get to to help this team and then like they are the most recent team to know what it takes to go wire to wire and win the whole thing i have them as my number two team and my number one team
0: i've got oklahoma city Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's had a a brilliant season. You got Jalen Williams, who in in games against Sacramento and Orlando, which they won back-to-back games against the Kings and the Magic by the same score, Mm -hmm. 127-113. But Williams had 65 points in those two games. The unicorn, Chet Holmgren, nine blocks. He started to come around. I like OKC. Doesn't mean that I'm... I feel like they'll ultimately win it. I, I like them right now, though, coming out of the All Star break. With I, certainly, with certainly, probably should have along with the Clippers, probably Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, as much of a jerk as he might be, has been a huge addition to that team in terms of what they do defensively. And one final thing about Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. that when Jalen Williams and Alexander are on the floor, they're a plus nine point eight points per one hundred possessions. With those two guys playing together,
1: I just I—I
0: I don't think it'll be OKC okay at the end. Yeah, but they're real young. For they're me. real young, but I—I I just kind of like them at the moment. Yeah, I can see that. That's why yeah. I like today, right? So yeah, we like the moment.
1: My team at the number one spot in the last month has beaten professionals by thirty-three on the road, by forty, and by fifty. They 50. beat. They beat a team by 50 in the NBA, and it wasn't an all-star team where there's no defense being played. It was the Brooklyn Nets. The poor Nets. It was the second game of a back-to-back. They beat them in Brooklyn, then they took them home. For lack of a better term, they beat their ass there, too. <laughs> but they also beat the Heat in Miami. The Heat scored 110 and lost by 33. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> just, just that's incredible. Not great if you're the Heat. They beat Memphis, which is kind of a nothing burger, but they still beat them by 40. Again, professionals. I have the Boston Celtics as my number one team. They are...
0: Not a bad number one choice.
1: they're rolling right now. They've been playing
0: really well. There you go. All right, so we we move from the NBA hardwood to the college hardwood. I've got it, actually, over here. You got that?
2: All right. Yeah.
0: I love it. We're almost there, too. So number five for me... The Alabama Crimson Tide. Nate Oates is doing a, an amazing job there. 10-2 and two in the SEC right now. I have Alabama as my number
1: five team. Uh, I don't have Alabama in my top five. And maybe that's an omission. Maybe it's not. I have, we've already mentioned them a couple times on the program. I have one of our favorite teams to always kind of keep an eye on, even though they just lost. I have Marquette. 19-6. Okay. and six, They're pretty good. They're seventh in the rankings overall. I have them as my number five team. I have them in the top five, but
0: Purdue, Purdue. <laughs> Purdue don't. Because of Zach Eadie, they're still in the top five. But
1: what
2: a the locking
0: wah of that team The is. loss to the Buckeyes and your interim head coach, that um, they're still in the top five, but barely mm-hmm. after that loss to Ohio State. Evan
1: Mahaffey returned to sender on Zach Eadie. Yeah, no kidding. And Man. What a what a Pop-Tart that guy is. Just looks cool from the outside, yeah, like but Pop on the tarts. inside, just ugh. Is that derogatory? I like Pop-Tarts. No, kind of a little. Okay. I like Derogatory I like for Zach Eady, not so much for you. <laughs> okay. I think right now you could probably put 15 and 8 on Zach Eady. Oh, I don't know about what that. What a soft, <laughs> soft basketball player. Anyway, my number four team, I have the number two team. I love the confidence yeah, in my game, sure. though, by the way, I could do that. I have the number two team in the SEC, which basketball conference question mark tennessee they're nine and three they're a game back of alabama and uh you know they're 500 against teams in the polls but i think the vols are a team to be reckoned with when conference tournament time starts and they're ranked number five so i have them at number four
0: okay so for my number three team our coach has got a contract extension well deserved tommy lloyd and the arizona wildcats Mm -hmm. who are playing their way toward maybe a number one seed i have arizona as my number three team
1: i do as well they may be the best team in the big 12 right now even (laughs) i don't think so because i have a big 12 team ahead of them but i have arizona number three okay
0: my number two team i've got kelvin Sampson.
1: the actual best team in the big 12
0: the number one team in the big 12 at the moment yep And the uh, Houston Cougars, after the win over Iowa State last night, I have Houston as my number two team. Seconded.
1: As long as he's not blowing his top and running across the court, Kelvin Sampson's got that team heading in the right direction.
0: Chad was great last night for them.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I've got UConn number one. Same, yeah. That's pretty easy. I'm with Wyatt. I just, I don't know a team that plays better Night in, night out than UConn right now. Uh, agreed
0: on that, but I also I just really like Houston's defense. And mm-hmm. but I but here here I say that earlier, I'm sounding like yeah. a hypocrite. I have UConn ahead of them in my top five.
1: I mean, when when the voters who watch way more college basketball than me, all of them say UConn's number one. Then, it's hard to be like, nah, yeah, well, not really. They
0: don't know what they're talking
1: yeah, about. At least for me, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> We'll, we'll go good. with
0: that. All right, eight fifty-three. Do we have a winner for Wrigley Field? College sports trivia. Yes, we do. Okay. And
1: now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Haven't told him yet, but congratulations to Taylor. Correctly I don't one of these things is not like the other in the three options, and it kinda gives it away if you know the aves enough. Valeri Kaminsky with the first and third goal. In Colorado Avalanche history. Against Detroit. to win over the Red Wings. We- you know who had the middle goal in the Kaminsky sandwich? I do not remember. Craig Wolanin. Oh, yeah. Remember okay. Craig, Wol- Craig Wolanin? i remember Craig Wolanin. Yeah.
0: So our guesses were Joe Sack, Peter mm-hmm. Forsberg, Kaminsky, your correct answer. And let's go back. Yes. Do when he scored that first goal for the Avalanche, Gary Thorne on ESPN.
1: Oh there with him. Mike Ricci now is working up kicking, the point. Troop chases it. down. low. Well. who's going to...
0: congratulations to taylor we'll have a color of craft coffee and beer mav day next hour with herd trivia that's coming up next hour on the program we'll talk with uh softball coach mercedes bote men's basketball coach mike DeGeorge. had a question about mac reneker we'll ask mike about that and also taylor wagner coach of the maverick women we'll take a break and mav day coming up next on the jim davis show on the team sports network